Well, well, good morning, everybody. To those of you online, YouTube, Facebook, podcast, everything, whatever, wherever you're coming in, welcome. We want you to jump in and participate. If you're riding down the road, you can tap your foot, clap your hands, turn it up louder. If you're at work with your eye, what do you call them? Pods? AirPods. I always forget that. I know I'm not cool. I'm an old man. I can't say them, but I do wear them, okay? You can, you can crank it up a little bit. If you're sick and in the hospital, you know what, or you're home not feeling well, we want the anointing of the Holy Spirit, just like in this building, to come in where you are, feel the atmosphere. We believe the one who breaks every chain is going to feel this atmosphere, and we want you to join in. You're not, you're not a spectator. You're a participator. You're not an audience. You're an extended congregation. So wherever you are, we want that same anointing where you are, right? So y'all put your hands together. Welcome everybody online today. Turn around and high five your neighbor. Say good stuff's going to happen today. How many of y'all believe that today? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I will be what? Glad in it. I will. I will. I set my will in motion. You know what? And you may have some situations, problems, circumstances going on in your family, your finances, your body. But I'm going to tell you right now, God's in control, y'all. He's sovereign. Romans 8, 28 is still true. He's going to turn it around for good. Now, right quick, right quick, right quick, very quickly, we're going to let Pastor Faye blow the show for in just a minute. But uh, while I make this quick comment, those of y'all got these snazzy shirts on. Amber, I see yours. Ladies, those of y'all got these pink shirts with pictures of your husband, I need y'all to hurry up and get up front right here because how many of y'all, how many of y'all were able to come to and enjoyed the Refresh 2024 Marriage Conference this week? Okay, now we did not we did not require these ladies to do these from the marriage conference, but they've got these snazz shirts that I saw they came in. To, where's Pastor Michael at? Pastor Michael, I had never seen you grin that big. Did they stretch your face out on the computer or something? I said, man, look at that. That's just like, that's not like cheese from Wisconsin cheesy grin, man. All right, and... uh Anyway, I'm not going to say anything about anybody else's pictures. But y'all need to stop and check these out right here because they're really, really cool. And, uh, and wives, I know your husbands really love y'all because you're still alive wearing these in public. All right? So thank you. You can go back to your seats. Y'all show them some love while they go back. So Pastor Faye is about to blow the shofar. We're going to sound this horn because it is our call to worship. And let's just pray quickly. Holy Father, we love you today. Thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ. That God, you so loved the world that you gave us your only begotten son. 
that whosoever believes in you would not perish, but have everlasting life. And as Paul said in the opening words of Romans, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And Lord, we need, we believe, and we receive that power of salvation today. If there's any person in this service, any person watching this live or archived later this week, this month, next year, God, if they're lost and separated from you, if they're backslidden at heart, if they're a prodigal away from home, if they've never said to you, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Holy Spirit, do that which only you can do. For it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. We honor you today. Have your way in this service, we pray. Amen. worship in here you guys ready y'all ready all right let's go one two three four let everything that has praise the lord praise the lord let everything that has praise praise the lord praise the lord i'll praise in the valley I'll praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure. I'll praise when I'm doubting. I'll praise when I'm numbered. I'll praise when surrounded. Cause praise is the waters. My enemies drowning.
the sovereign. Praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you to say. I praise cause you're sovereign. I praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. Praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. song at the conference this year and um, it was requested that we do it this morning sir uh, just listen to the words of the song it's just so powerful Christ be magnified sing this where creation suddenly articulated with a thousand tongues to live for God and from north to south and east to west we hear Christ be
give God one more praise. could um, all my youth leaders that are on the team with me um, my wife is at home today she's got a little dehydrated so she's trying to rest up so um, but what we're gonna do is um, take a few minutes to just share with you guys what God did at accelerant and what he's continuing to do um, but I also wanted to see if I could get my chaperones that came on the trip with us, if you would come forward, please. Um, we greatly appreciate uh, all the help, all the um, gifts that were given, all the prep that was given, the parents that we had. We were over-prepared with, with all the food, all the, you know, everything that we needed to accommodate the weekend, we had more than enough. Um, and we had some awesome chaperones that helped us. This is the biggest group we've ever taken to Excelling. We're missing almost, we're missing probably 15 or more kids today. Um, so this was our, this, I think we took 51. This is, that's the largest group we've, we've ever taken to, to Accelerant. Um, Prior to me being in youth group, I think the most we ever took was, what, 60 or so. I don't know if Miss Susan knows, what, 60-something. But uh, it's awesome. We we were amazed. Um, Friday night, um, the concert with Ren Collective, like, I don't know if a lot of the kids knew what to exactly think about them. They were, they're like a folk worship band from Ireland. So you just imagine, they were, like, going at it. I mean, doing all the, the Irish jigs and all. I mean, you just, they were doing it. Um, it was a lot of fun. They, I mean, they just, I've never seen the guy that played the violin. He played multiple instruments. I've never seen somebody worship so extravagant. I mean, he, he remind, it just reminded me of David. I mean, the dude was up there just getting it. Um, so we got there uh, Thursday evening, Friday morning. We had uh, Preacher Girl. I know every, we all love Preacher Girl. This is the second year her being there. She, she spoke. And um, she basically prepared our hearts for what Pastor Chris was bringing in. And so she, she spoke for the first two services, and Pastor Chris Estrada spoke for the second, uh, this, the last two services. And um, it was just a great time of needs being met. I know we've had, we had a, if not uh, one or two or more get uh, saved or rededicated their life to the Lord while on the trip, uh, we had... Um, one of our teens, um, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence, uh, in, the, in the service that day. Um, they were just, they were just basically, he just basically, she gave an invitation invitation to anybody who wanted to be filled with the Spirit. And, man, I'm telling you, I don't know, probably a thousand kids ran down there. And it was just amazing. And we, um, we were just blown away by what God was doing in lives to where... We were looking at some of the faces of these young people, and six months ago, they were either not involved or didn't want to be involved, or didn't care if they were there to getting involved in the services. And so we, in a few minutes, we'll have a video 
uh, during the offering time of you guys to be able to see some of the uh, fun that we had, also some of the worship experience, a couple clips from the uh, speakers. And um, But we just wanted to say a thank you. Um, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to go just hand it off to these young people and let them... They've made, some of them made some, a few note cards, but some of them are just going to say something from the heart, so maybe longer than others, so, um, but yeah, so we're just going to let them share for a few minutes, and then um, we're going to, we're going to move into uh, this next little video that we've got for you. Good morning, my name's Addison. Um, this was my first year going to Accelerate. Um, about the time of the first service, you could really feel the Holy Spirit in there, and you could really feel them resting on your chest. And um, I think it was the first or second service, Pastor Sharo, or Preacher Girl, um, she touched on peace. And she asked anxiety or panic attacks to please stand. And that has been something that's been and the praise of the Holy Spirit. Um, if people know me, um, I love worshiping. I like to give God all the praise because he deserves it. <laughs> and um, there was a few things I was struggling with and God just wiped them away. <laughs> so I just want to say that. Good morning, my name is Hayden, um, and I want to tell you all about my experience. So, basically as we were coming into the you know, hotel, I felt this wave of depression and anxiety overcoming me, and these thoughts started to pop up into my mind. You're not good enough. Who's going to care what you have to say? And honestly, I, I didn't know how to feel. So I went back to my hotel room. And I told one of my youth leaders about it. And all the men, they came in there and they started praying for me. And that next day, I had the courage to start lifting my hands, jumping and worshiping at the service. And I got to give God most of the praise, or all the praise. Probably the worship.
just like being in the room with everybody worshiping all together, the atmosphere was just amazing. And just knowing that God was there and that no matter what you were going through, that you could lay it down because Jesus was in the room. My name is Eliana, and my favorite part was also the worship and the services because the message was great, and also worshiping was, um, the atmosphere was great. And I also made the decision to rededicate my Hi, my name's Riley. This was my second year going to Accelerate, and my favorite part was the worship. And I want to thank everyone who helped, like, raise money to help us go and the pastors. And something that really stood out to me is I kept being prayed for to be more bold, and bold was just the word that stood out to me, so I'm going to try to be more bold in my faith. Okay, my name's Paige. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure everybody's favorite part was worship. I love your uh, worship really good. And um, I think another thing I liked was prayer, just to hear everybody praying and see everybody and feel everybody praying. I, I really enjoyed it this year. Uh, hi, my name is Bella, and I just want to thank all of y'all for allowing us to go to Accelerant. What I enjoyed the most was the preaching and the worship. Preacher Girl, she was amazing, and all of her sermons just stuck out to me. And um, Pastor Chris, he was um, really funny, and he was just really engaging. Like, you wanted to know what he was going to say next. And um, Russia Fools put on an awesome performance, and you could just feel God moving. I just loved Accelerant, and I can't wait to go next year. So my name's Lydia, and this is also my first year going to Acceler up in Gatlinburg. And before I say anything else, I want to thank everybody on the stage for being able to make my first year at Acceler as successful. It's amazing. I love y'all to death. But my most memorable thing that really stood out to me was on Saturday night we were at service and we had gotten to the end of the service and there was all and most of the and all I know is I could just look around and see people saved, people being prayed for. It really meant a lot to me. And I can definitely say that I had my first time in Gatlinburg. So I can definitely not stop falling. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Tears were rolling, running down my face. I had to get God understood everything I was going through in that moment. And I really did hear the Lord say to me, trust me, and everything is going to be all right. And it's like he just understood everything I was going through in that very moment. And it was really in his presence. So it meant a lot to me. Hi, I'm Anaya. This was my second year going. And um, when we, the first couple of nights while we were there, I didn't really like. I guess I was kind of numb. Saturday. She said that if 
God calls you to do something and you don't do it, he'll find somebody else. And like that just kind of encouraged me to step into my calling. Good morning. My name is Bianca. Uh, I just want to thank the pastors and everyone that helped us to be able to go to Accelerant. Um, I really enjoyed the worship, uh, especially like the speakers. Preacher Girl, she spoke on um, Daniel and how Daniel, he wasn't afraid to declare the Lord and he got put in the lion's den. And I've always been a pretty shy, um, quiet person, but after Accelerant, I want to be able to declare the Lord and tell people about God and not be afraid that I'm going to be looked at a certain way or anything like that. I want to be bold in my faith and be able to bring other people to God. Um, and that's what I especially liked about Accelerant. Hello, my name is Rexella and... I just want to thank everybody who supported the trip to Accelerant, and I really found comfort on the trip um, and peace that I've never felt before, and I'm really glad that I was um, able to go, and I really like the worship, and everybody worshiping around me just brought me so much happy happiness and peace, so thank you. My name is oh, my name is Mikan, and um, this is my first year at Accelerant. I had some really good encounters with God, and uh, my favorite part about Accelerant was the worship. And I want to thank my youth leaders for giving this opportunity for us to go and encounter God. Uh, I'm Kobe, and this is my first year at Accelerant, and I'd like to thank all the youth leaders that let us go on this trip. And my favorite part was probably the concert in the Irish band. They were really good. And Pastor, uh, or Preacher Lady, she was really good, too. And just thank all y'all. Thank all y'all. Uh, my name is Mac, and um, this is my first year um, going to Accelerant. And I just want to thank all our youth leaders uh, for letting us go on this trip. And, um... My favorite thing was probably the worship. Um, just worshiping with all y'all was like very amazing. And just seeing the Holy Spirit move, it was just a great experience. Hey, my name's Anthony, and uh, I had an amazing time, and the preachers were great, especially Preacher Girl. And they really inspired me. Like, even when you feel like God's not moving, He's always there, and just trust in Him, and He will take care of your future. Uh, my name is Bryson. Uh, this is my second year going to Accelerant. Um, I really like just going back there just to worship because worship's so surreal. I mean, it's like a con. It's like a big concert every day, every day, every night. I mean, it's just unreal just to hear hear how hard people worship, seeing all the kids with their hands up. I mean, and then the preacher lady, she just spoke to me a lot. Hey, my name's Will. Um, uh, my favorite part was the concert Friday night, and uh, 
My name is Vada. This was my second year going. I really love the uh, the altar calls, just jumping around with everybody with their hands up. Uh, you can feel the Holy Spirit moving through everybody, and the preaching was amazing and very encouraging. My name is Michael. My favorite part was worship. Good morning. My name is Brayson, and my uh. My favorite part of the services was, um, was worship and uh, Preacher Girl. And uh, Preacher Girl was talking about the depression and anxiety. I've been uh, battling depression for a couple years now. And uh, when she uh, prayed the prayer, I felt uh, relief and uh, I wasn't heavy no more. And um, I'd like to thank all the youth leaders and pastors for letting us go on a trip. Good morning, y'all. My name's Emily. Um, I'm going to just be honest. I was terrified to go on this trip. <laughs> um, I'm fairly new to the youth group, so I don't really know many people. Um, but I am so glad I did go, thanks to the help of, like, of course, the youth leaders, my parents, and all of y'all who helped out. But being able to go there and seeing all the worship, I felt this bravery because I've been dealing with so much anxiety and so much fear. But that first night, Preacher Lady, she baptized me in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And ever since then, I've been completely changed, and I've been saved from the shackles of fear and anxiety. All right, so if any of the uh, leaders you guys want anything want to share? Or chaperones, anything, any experience, whatever. Um, so I've been going to Accelerant since I was a teenager here with Preacher Paul and Miss Susan and Miss Nancy and Pastor Jason. Um, and then I went when I was in college. So then when me and Jay moved back home, I was excited that I get to go um, as a chaperone. So being able to go as a student, being able to go as a college student and then being able to go as an adult um, to chaperone has all the stages um, in one but it's so nice to go knowing I've been so many years and still seeing that Jesus is still real today as he was when I was there as a teenager and the same things that these students are dealing with are the same things we were dealing with and it's nice to be able to give back I have um, when I went last year I couldn't hardly be a chaperone because I was under so much depression from years of, of battling it in secret. And um, the kids all go to look for stuff to get out of it, but I was able to go and be delivered from depression and anxiety and worry and fear, um, panic attacks, and just all of the things that come with that. And so being able to be healed and delivered for an entire year and go back, um, it's very encouraging when you're able to go back free and a peace of mind and be able to ask the Holy Spirit how he wants to use you because last year I was there seeking healing honestly and just not knowing how I was going to help any of them but being able to go this year I felt such a peace and the ability to say Lord use me because I'm readily available um and so I just encourage all of you I know they all sit over there on Sundays and though sometimes they don't 
look as happy as they may feel but go over there and speak to them because these kids are dealing with a lot of stuff that that a lot of people don't know about and they have um a lot on their plates and a lot on their shoulders and a lot of the things they are carrying are things i never our youth group never had to worry about because the culture has shifted so very much so take time to to pray for them during the week and and encourage them and speak to them and talk to them not just so in money we're they're so grateful that you do that but they like to feel appreciated and and noticed and seen as well and prayed for because they need it and um, because I'm only a chaperone I want to shout out all the youth leaders because it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of sacrifice to do what they do every single week and to take kids on this trip it's a lot of planning and a lot of orchestrating but they do it as a team and they do it so very well um, so continue to pray for them and encourage them as well because what they do is out of sacrifice and love and obedience to the Holy Spirit. So um, I had a great time and I enjoyed it. Thank you. I just want to thank the church and everybody who supported us go for the prayers and um, the problems that, you know, we experienced before the trip. <laughs> Um, but like Amber said, one of my favorite parts is I love the services, but when we get back in the hotel room on Saturday night and we allow the kids to share what they've experienced or felt, um, and hearing them talk about how they got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit or answered the calling to, to whatever that may be. But, um, one thing I really, we, I think us all of youth leaders have really struck felt strong about since we got back was just um encouraging them and praying for them because the peer pressure is still real when they come back um i've only been out of high school 10 years but they deal with way more than what i ever did so um just still keep them in your prayers if you remember their name or what they said i just um encourage you to write it down call their name out during the week and yeah thank you Hey everybody, my name's Cameron. Um, this year, it was it was a little different. Um, of course, last year, um, I also went to a cellar. I also was delivered from depression and anxiety and stuff. Um, this year, I didn't have to go. I didn't have to go this year um, to be set free from depression or anything. I went um, with a happy heart, um, and we. I enjoyed um, preacher girl and Pastor Chris because. Both of their messages was about talked about Daniel about um, this generation has to stand up, rise up, and be that leader in the high school or middle school, wherever, wherever grade they're in, um, even in public, stand up and be that Daniel for him. Um, um, when I enjoyed the um, the concert was really was really awesome, um, but most importantly, um, we had a good time with just your all your your kids. Um, they're a great group. We love them. We just thank you for giving us the um giving us the yeah <laughs> I'm howdy uh i'm bro i didn't even say nothing uh i'm tyler this is my second year going as a youth leader 
And this year, I really, I enjoy, I honestly, every year I go, I'm like, all right, last year cannot be beat. Like, every time I go, I'm like, this is the best year. And this year, honestly, might have been the best year I have ever experienced at Accelerant out of my, like, 10 or 11 times going total. Um, the preacher girl, she was, like, off the chain from the break. Like, she got on the mic, and it was just, whoo, she just took off. And she never stopped. Like, even it felt like they honestly had to take the mic from her sometimes or else. We'd still be there right now. Um, she talked about uh, having a calling to be a Daniel. And the first day when she had that, and um, the second time she got up there, she continued from there. She didn't have a new message. It was still the Daniel thing. And to see some of our youth kids actually stand up when she said, if you want to be a Daniel, to stand up. And for us to go around and actually anoint them and pray over them was really, really impactful. And I feel like that's going to stick with them for a while. Um, and then the other guy, Chris Estrada, he, oh my goodness, that, that boy, what? He could preach like crazy. And he was also pretty crazy, like literally mentally crazy. Um, his, yeah, yeah, my bro, he knows what I'm talking about. Um, his message was honestly like so impactful from just like the testimonies that he had from his kids, from his own youth group that were about the same age as most of ours, just going around healing people and not really caring what other people thought about them, and I'm hoping that sticks with them. Um, but one of his biggest things that stuck with me, and I hope I don't upset none of y'all, uh, was whenever he said that he was tired of hearing about how bad our generation is and that the real problem was the generation that's raising them. And whenever I, I work in elementary school, so whenever I heard that, I about hopped up on the table, took my shirt off, and waved that sucker around my head. I'm telling you. I about started tripping out. But it was, it was so powerful. It was so, so powerful. And I just thank you all for giving us the opportunity to go, and thank you so much. My name is Melissa, and I just want to thank the Lord for allowing me to go to be with these kids and just to be able to watch them and um, how they worship and they give their whole heart to the Lord, and it's just been a blessing to be able to go for the last two years. So my name's Allison. Um, I, this, I've only ever missed one year of Accelerant since I was a teenager. Um, and every year, just going as I get older and um, now being a chaperone, to see these kids um, from the complete change that they have while they're up there. Um, Matthew and I uh, drove the boys, the boy van. <laughs> Don't let them boys fool you, they sing, okay? Um, but I just had the best time just sitting back and just watching them just evolve um, th throughout the weekend, just evolve, just to see their personalities on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And um, my heart was just so filled, just uh, watching them worship and watching them get into the service and um, and listen with such intent to, to take home every word that they were saying. So thank you guys for allowing me to go. Thank you for allowing me to take care of your babies. Um, I feel like they were my babies. Um, but I'm just so thankful and just so proud of each and every kid that went. All right, so everybody knows me, I'm Matt. But uh, I enjoy going. Uh, ever since I met Allison, I started going. Uh, last two, three years, maybe as chaperones. Uh, it's an experience to go and just watch the kids worship. Uh, they sit in the corner over there, hands in their pocket, quiet. But when they're away from their home church, to see them there, they're, they're a little wild. 
So, like Alice says, don't let them fool you. Uh, we did. We drove the the boy the boy van, and they can sing. So, if y'all see them sitting over there, nudge them, let them know. So, uh, but I enjoyed it every year. Uh, hello, I'm Chris. I'm a newbie, so this was my, of course, first time going. But I really enjoyed myself watching these kids, well, young men and women, I shouldn't say kids, uh, rejoice and, you know, praise the Lord and everything they were doing. And um, give it up to these, these youth leaders, Lord, for, for raising Daniels at this church and continue raising them and giving them the word to grow and grow and grow. And I would say, Pastor Tim, we went into the room. This is on a funny note. I've never seen so many Debbie cakes in all my life. <laughs> Me and Matt kind of looked, and we saw how much water, how much cakes, how much chips we had. We were just overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> he will provide. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, where I sit, I get to see them very well. Uh, we have a place up top we get to watch down below sometimes, and we have a couple of cameras we watch. And then I'm in the back. But one night, Terry and I were coming in the back door, and uh, I heard a guitar playing. And this was an hour before the service started. And Terry looked at me and said, that's James Earl. And they were out underneath where you go in at and they were having their own concert outside of the Coliseum with about a hundred more with them who I don't know if they even knew who they were but I just want to tell you how proud I am of you because that night I felt like a big papa because I took James Earl when he was real little I mean real little so I'm so proud of y'all I watched y'all the whole time and uh if y'all ever need anything when you're there, I, I do have an inside track. So thank you and God bless you. My name's Beth. This was my first time going to Acceler, and I'm so thankful that I was asked to be on and get to witness these kids um, praise the Lord like they did. And it is different watching them. I, I went to um, forward with them and Acceler. It's different when they get away. Um, they do worship, and I think they get a little intimidated here, and I'd like to see that change. Um, be free in your worship, guys. These people love you. They support you, and so many of you were called that weekend, and so many of you were delivered, and you were delivered, and I want to see you walk in that. Um, and I had the privilege of having Emily in my room, and it was amazing watching her from night one to the, next, the last night, watching her walk in that freedom. Um, of not being afraid anymore. I'm so thankful I got to witness that. Um, I just want to say thank you to the church for supporting this youth, and um, thank you to the youth leaders. I love y'all so much, and y'all have done amazing things with my own child watching him blossom because y'all are um, heeding the calling that's been put on your life, so thank you. I also
also am very grateful for the opportunity. I'm Suzette. Grateful for the opportunity to have gone. Um, everything the kids said about the speakers and, and the worship, I, I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. Um, I enjoyed being around all the kids. I didn't get to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with all of them, but just being in their presence and just seeing their joy and their playfulness and their camaraderie and, and getting to see some of their personalities a little bit more. I really enjoy that, and I, I love all of you guys, and um, I thank y'all for making me feel welcome on the trip. Um, I think I was the oldest one there. <laughs> but um, And I also enjoyed um, the fellowship that I had with the, the other chaperones and just talking on the van. And, and a lot of people hung out in my room because I was in the suite that had all the snacks in it. So I got, uh, <laughs> I got to spend a little extra time with, with everybody um, because of that. But we really do have a great group of young people um, who love God and, and love each other. And um, I'm very proud of all of you guys and um, our youth leaders as well. I love all of you. Thank you, Skin. So we're... Um, I'm going to let you guys, you guys can go ahead and go down. Um, as as Miss Kim, yep. As Ms. Kim. So as Miss Kim comes, we're going to, I want to play a, I don't have it video, but I have an audio. And that, um, that Saturday, that Saturday morning at the youth leaders breakfast, um, Pastor Chris, he had three people stand up and he gave a word over their life. And the first guy, he called him, he, he told him to stand up and he basically spoke a word over his life about how, you know, you, you feel like you're not enough. You see people around you progressing and doing, all, doing other things. And so he basically spoke a word of encouragement over his life. And then, and then he pointed at me. He said, you and the blonde hair and the hat. And I was like, okay. And so he said, I have a word for you, but it's not only for you, but it's for your church. And I, and, and I was just like, okay, here we go. And so he... I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you, and I had no idea um, that the student ministries director actually was recording the audio. So it was amazing. So this is just a, about a it's only about a minute and something long, but this is the word that he spoke over me. But it wasn't for me, he said, but also for your team and for your whole church. So we're gonna play this, and then it's all you. Okay, you ready?
What a word. Amen. That is amazing. Youth, we're so proud of you. I heard some of you talk that I've never heard talk in public before. That was amazing. And you know what? I'm like, Beth, I really want to see that worship in here. I'll come over there with you. I want to see that. Y'all are free to worship in here. Don't let these older people intimidate y'all. <laughs> we would love it, right? We would love that. Amen. 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 So welcome to Northview. We're glad to see y'all this morning. We want to say a big, big, big welcome to anybody if this is your first time with us this morning. So on the back of your bulletin, if you have one, if, if you don't have one, you can raise your hand. There's a form that says first time here, and it's perforated, so you just tear it off. And if you will fill that out and take it to the Welcome Center after service, so you go out these doors to the right, there's a care team ministry there. They will um, welcome you. They will give you a gift bag. And also, we have a, an FTA luncheon, a first-time attenders luncheon, about once a quarter. And so if you fill this out, you'll get a special invite to that luncheon. So we want you to take advantage of that. If you brought somebody with you, Northview, take them to the Welcome Center this morning, okay? Also, I wanted to make mention that on the very back of the bulletin in the center is all the information for Northview. There is the, our address, uh, the South Carolina IPHC organization's website. Um, there's uh, the address. There's also an email for prayer request. So if you want, if you have something that you want the church to be praying for, send a prayer request to that. If you don't get the prayer request, if you want to be on that email list, Call the church, the number's back there too, and Wanda will get you on the list, okay? So make sure that you um, are part of that. Y'all, we had an amazing marriage conference this weekend. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Raise your hand if you were here. Yes, thank you. We had a great time. Pastor Phyllis and Pastor Eddie did an amazing job just sharing their hearts with us. It was amazing. We had a great time, and we believe that lots of hearts were healed this weekend. Amen. And you'll get to hear her in just a little bit. So today, right after service, Merge 2040, you have your luncheon right after service today. So don't forget that. Tonight, men, you have a Super Bowl party. Yes. <laughs> Poor thing, he does not have a dog in the fight this year. He had for about 20-some years. <laughs> Every year, my poor husband says, maybe next year. He's faithful. <laughs> He's faithful. So, guys, you're going to have a great time. Six o'clock in the fellowship hall. I think they're bringing snacks to share. Bring your snacks to share. And then, y'all, Tuesday night, there's a spe something special going on. If you're a widow, ladies, or you are a single woman, 40 and over, you are invited to a Galentine party. Yes. So if you have any questions, you can see Sister Joyce. She's in charge of this. Going to have a great time, all kinds of food and prizes and games. So 
We invite you to come to that. It's going to be great. Lots of good things going on at Northview. What do you think? Make sure that you read this bulletin. This thing right here that Wanda worked so hard on during the week has all that information in there. It's all in there, y'all, so you don't miss anything. Okay? Y'all read your bulletin. Okay? All right, so it is time to give. Um, if you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are coming forward. You raise your hand, they'll get one for you. We're going to do offering a little bit different today. Um, we have a video from the youth group. So after this happens and they come back up, we're going to receive the offering today. We want you to stay seated because we want you to watch the video. Because y'all know we like to fellowship when we have offering time. And if we're fellowshipping... We're not listening or watching, right? So we're going to give that just a minute. If you'll notice the screen, we show you ways to give here at Northview. We give you many opportunities. Gentlemen, you can come forward now. We want to thank you for your giving. Thank you for everything that you do for your faithfulness. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for all of those that give online. Um, We just thank you for being faithful. So we're going to, the gentlemen, they're going to come down the um, aisles, the rows, so y'all can roll that video.
Well, the Lord is good, is he not? Uh, guys, would you pull up? Let's make our confession over our offering. We want to hurry through that, but we do need to release this over the offering today because we believe Proverbs 8.21 is true. Death and life from the power of the tongue. We believe Proverbs 13.2 is true, that a man will eat good by the fruit of his lips. So we line our conversation up with that law of sowing and reaping that we give and it shall be given unto us. So uh, tell you what, you've been seated for a while. If you're able, how about you stand and let's make this confession over our offering today. How many of you have seen God? Wave your hand at me if you've seen God in the last six months. You've seen God do some of this stuff in your life. Amen. Here we go. This side's a little easier to read. We're going to get this side fixed soon, okay? As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, Gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for the laws of the kingdom of God. We thank you for the law of sowing and reaping. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us opportunity to honor you, to demonstrate our obedience to you, and to demonstrate our completely utter dependence upon you to be our provider. Even if it's little Debbie cakes, we honor you today. You are a provider. Bless this offering, we pray. Bless every heart that has given and honor your word. That's all we ask, God. Honor your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. You can be seated. And I want to concur very quickly with the youth that y'all know Pastor Tim loves y'all. I might have to come over Wednesday night and have a little talk with y'all, but I'm going to tell you now I love you, and I'm going to tell you again Wednesday, all right? Why y'all so quiet now? <laughs> if, if you know I love you, say yeah. You know, say I know it. Say it. Say it. You know it. Riley knows it. Okay, everybody else. All right. Here's the thing, preacher girl. I want y'all to start calling me preacher pa. <laughs> Yo pa, what's up, cuz? If you're not from the area, you won't get it. All right, preacher pa. Somebody practice that. Let me hear it, Brayson. There you go. See there? I like it already. All right. Uh, and to the youth leaders, we love y'all and appreciate y'all. And to those that went on as chaperones, thank you for giving your time as well. Today we're blessed. We're going to receive the word of the Lord. We had this amazing marriage conference. Uh, and we have as our guests today, Eddie and Phyllis Underwood from King's Tree. <laughs> South Carolina. It's just a little bit smarter than Laurenburg, so they come uptown to come be with us, y'all. <laughs> she was all excited because we had a belk. <laughs> y'all pray for them, all right? We've known Eddie and Phyllis for years. Phyllis is the pastor at Life Givers Life Center, 
And uh, Eddie is the self-proclaimed best and prettiest pastor's wife in our entire conference. <laughs> he can't get anybody to agree with that part, but he's walking with it, okay? But uh, Pastor Phyllis and, and Eddie have been friends of mine and Kim's for a number of years. She served, uh, she and I served together on the executive council in the, in the South Carolina Conference. She still serves there as the secretary and treasurer. She does a phenomenal job. Uh, but she is a tremendous woman of God, as is Eddie, is a tremendous man of God. We had the utmost trust and confidence and faith in them as friends and as peers in the kingdom. So uh, Pastor Phyllis is a phenomenal preacher. God has given her great insight into the word of God. She's going to flow with the Holy Spirit. And uh, y'all know I don't look at that clock on the wall. And I already told Kim to tell her we're not time conscious, okay? We need the word of the Lord. Amen? So if your stomach's growling, I got some Altoids up here. Throw about five of them in. It'll hold you for about 30 minutes till you can get a hold of a chicken leg, okay? Would you stand to your feet with me today and welcome Pastor Phyllis Underwood as she comes to bring the word of the Lord. Bless you, my dear sister. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It's so good to be with you here today. And the South Carolina Conference is very excited about what God is doing here in this region and through this church. And we just want you to know that every day as we meet at that conference, we uh, pray for our pastors, and we pray for our churches, and we pray for its members, for God to move mightily and bring blessing upon it. As I open today, and thank you for the encouragement, I thought, oh, I'm not usually a long-winded preacher, uh, but at the same time, um, I wanted to make sure I follow what the Holy Spirit is saying. I want to first address these young people here, and I'm glad you're all in a group because I don't want to have to sit here and do like this all across the room. Um, I heard one of your um, counselors say that y'all are facing many difficult things because you are now living in a cultural shift. And then I also heard these words that the, some of the older people, I'm not one yet, ha, 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 but um, that we tend to think and really kind of put you down as though you, you're bad, your generation's bad. I choose to remind you of those of us who are 55, 60, 65 years of age. We were the generation that came up when there was another cultural shift. Where I walked the hallways of my high school with kids shooting up with LSD, angel dust. Where we had to have actual police in our school hallways because of the scenes and the things. We were the generation that witnessed Woodstock. We were the ones that witnessed the ones that would tear down those that went and fought in the Vietnam War, and when they came back, they would spit in their face. We witnessed a cultural shift ourselves, and I want you to know we lived through it, and God was faithful to us through it, and God will be faithful to you 
move through your cultural shift if you will keep your eyes on what you have found in Christ Jesus. There is many things out there. I'm here to tell you the devil is no different today than he was back then. He is still the enemy of your soul. He is still here to kill, steal, and destroy just like he was with us. But what turned us away from those things that the world offered us then is the same thing that will turn you. And it is the power and the power and the power and the power of the Holy Ghost of God. And if you will just allow these old people in this house to speak into your lives and continue to encourage you because we know what it's like to go through a cultural shift. When I was in high school, the first year of my high school year, girls were not even allowed to wear pants to school. Okay? Just grab that for a moment. And in less than three years, we were wearing hot pants, bell-bottom blue jeans with body suits on, and we were having all kinds of parties and the courtyard of our school, smoking pot, doing all of these kind of things in a matter of threes. You tell me we went through cultural shift, I'll tell you. We went through cultural shift. It was during this time that abortion was made available to everyone. So I want you to know today, God is faithful. If you will hang on to the Lord, he will hang on to you. And I just feel really impressed right at this very moment for every person over 55 years of age that walked through that cultural shift to come around these young people right now and pray for them. For once in your life, admit this, you had a difficult time when that shift was here before. And let them know that you are here for them. You know why? <laughs> because God is the one that has allowed the shift so that you can find your way to him. Young people, I want you to look at this group of people. The enemy did not win with them. You make up your mind, the enemy is not going to win with you. <laughs> you make up your mind today that I'm going to be one of these old people one day. And I'm going to be able to speak over the generations that are young at that point in time. And I'm going to be able to declare to them the word of the Lord. That God will arise and the enemies will be scattered. And they will be whole. They will be free. And that I can show them how because I've walked through it myself. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus. We remove all excuses, Lord God, for serving you in this congregation today. We are a people, Lord, from generation to generation that stand and arise and we speak over our young people today that they are a mighty army of the Lord that is being brought up in the time of great cultural shift. But Father God, it's not the first time that this shift has come and we stand and we declare with them right now that they 
will not only make it, but they will thrive through this time in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord will come forth in them and through them, and the anointing of the Lord will rest upon them, and they will be the light unto the world that they are growing up in, to their generation, and to the generation that they will conceive and bring forth in this world in the name of Jesus. And the word of the Lord will be high and lifted up in them. <laughs> For so they speak. For so they determine today. And your word is yea and amen. And what they give to you today in this place, God, it shall come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus in this house. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jehovah. I don't know about y'all, but I feel the Lord in this house this morning. I told Pastor Tim whenever he told me, he says, now the youth are going to be leading worship. I says, well, the youth are going to bring in the presence of the Lord and the old woman's going to bring in the word that we're going to need for this day. Amen. And this is the way God wants it. God wants us from generation to generation to be able to declare the word of the Lord, that he is faithful to us all in every season of life. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell people sometimes during, uh, mine was during the, the 70s, and I can remember be, being the uh, class president wasn't exactly what you considered to be an honor because we had to stand in the bathrooms during every class change to make sure there wasn't a fight that broke out, a bomb that was set. <laughs> See, I didn't live in King's Tree then. I lived in the Greenville-Spartanburg area, which was more of a metropolis area. So in that space, we had a lot of issues going on. We had a lot of racial issues going on. But God was faithful to those who held on to the promise of God. And the parents that we had praying over us during that cultural shift is what got us through. <laughs> I was trying on, this is no joke, I was trying on, a to, I had put a top on the other day. Maybe I shouldn't say this from the pulpit, but anyway, hey, y'all that were with us in the marriage, you know, you just know. But I was trying on the other day a, a top that I was going to wear with a pair of slacks, and I was standing there, just had the top on. Eddie says, that looks like some of the dresses you used to wear when you were a teenager. <laughs> And I stood there for a moment, and I cupped my finger. I said, yep, that's exactly the length I wore. It's now a top. I said, well, praise the name of Jesus. I had sense enough to cover it up finally. <laughs> praise you, Jesus. You'll have those moments. You'll look back on those pictures that you've made, and you thought you looked so cute and so cool. And you'll look back and think, what in the world was I thinking? That's just life for you. Praise you, Jesus. As I began the service today, the word of the Lord, I always ask the Lord for confirmation of his word. And as the youth were singing this song, O Christ, be magnified. Let his praise arise 
Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. That was the worship that broke out into this house today. And then we went into a time of saying we were desperate for him. I want you to know that desperation leads us always into a place of where we remove our self-will because we are so desperate to see God move in an area in our life. This was the way it was for Isaiah in the scripture text that I have for today. And it is in Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 5. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I'm sorry, y'all. I just can't get the these and the thous in there sometimes. So I just go with an easier spoken language. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Father, right now, as we hear these prophetical words from all those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, from a prophet who stood in a day, Lord, of great darkness, and yet he said, he heard the Lord say, rise up. So today, Jesus, open our hearts and Clear our ears right now, Father. Give us eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was studying this text, this is a text that I feel like God has given me for this year. That it is no longer a year of sitting down, but it's a year to rise up. Last year, God kept putting in my heart and into the body of believers that I pastor that we are to start being intentional in our living, intentional in what we do. Quit being so carried away with what's just going on in the moment. Quit being carried away by everything that is happening. Get intentional with your life. Go where you're supposed to go. Do what you're supposed to do. Think what you're supposed to think. Be what you're supposed to be. Be intentional with the thing. And as we closed out that year, I said, Lord, what are you saying to us in this new year? He said, once you have been, been intentional with your life, it is then time to arise. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying that it's not a time to sit down. We're in a highly difficult political year. And the 
forces of the enemy that are in the second heaven are working for confusion and chaos in our world because the free world known as America is under attack by the enemy to destroy the work of God so that it cannot go forth. And we are the people of God. We are the church of the living God. We are the ones that stand where the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. And it is high time that we quit sitting and waiting and we start rising up in the midst of it all and shining with the glory of God. And we've got to be intentional with this thing. We got to remind these young people, this ain't a new thing you're going through. It's the same old, same old that the devil has done in every generation to tear us down and cause us to shut up, sit down, and be quiet. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a lot of ways to rise up and we see it happening in our world today. When you can rise up, you can get up with anger if you want to. Have you ever seen somebody get up from a table? They're so mad, they'll push that chair back and they'll get up and get in your face in a moment. They have risen up in a spirit of anger. You can rise up out of frustration. We talked about that yesterday, didn't we? Frustration can cause you to rise up and do something in the middle of it. You can rise up from arrogance. Look at me, how big and bold and how great I am. You can rise up in arrogance. You can rise up in rebellion. What I heard the Lord say, he wants us to rise up gratefully. 2016, the Lord gave me this word. He said, rise up grateful. (laughs) Grateful for what? Grateful for everything that God has given us. As we shared yesterday, even in the marriage retreat, as Kim and I talked later, You know, she and I, when you talk with other people and how they were brought up, as we heard Pastor Tim's testimony sometimes of his things that he has gone through, we heard of others share their testimony of things they had gone through. We thought, boy, we we were grateful for the lives, the parents that we had and the life we had. We're grateful for a church that supports us and sends us on these things to encourage us and ignite the fire of God inside of us. We're thankful for friends, Christian friends that are always there with us, no matter what the situation may be that we're going through. We're grateful. So much so that I believe this, that Eddie and I have a plaque in our bathroom to remind us. It says, begin each day with a grateful heart. We rise up thankful that the enemy could not hold us down yesterday you know what i'm saying he didn't win yesterday you know why because i'm up today he didn't win and so i get up and i thank the lord thank you lord the devil didn't win yesterday you won why because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I stand in gratefulness knowing that down deep in my soul that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior deposited inside of me is the creator of all the universe and he lives in me and there is no force according to his word that is able 
<laughs> to tear me down when I am depending on him. Hallelujah. We rise up because the opposition against us does not have the power to defeat us if we are in Christ Jesus. Can somebody just give a hallelujah in the house? Somebody needs to know today, hallelujah, that Jesus has been with you. I don't know what you faced this last week. I don't know what was going on in your life this past week, but you're still here, and you're still here by the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. Amen? I got all stirred up all st at the beginning. Now my throat's kind of scratching. <clears throat> the scripture we read today is talking about arising and allowing our light to shine and it's coming from a prophet who was living in Jerusalem at the time. They were deep in sin, just like America is today. In fact, during this time period, when I went back and researched, there were 15 other biblically written prophets who were crying out to the people of God about turning from sin and the impending judgment that was coming upon the land if they did not turn back to God. Today, we are constantly, you either got to look at TikTok, you got to look at YouTube, all you have to do is listen to the TV, you go on there, you all hear prophetical words every moment of every day, words about our nation, about our world, about the darkness that it is in, and how we need to turn. I want you to know it's the same darkness that was in the world when Christ came the first time. This isn't a message of despair to you today, but it is a message of encouragement the scripture says in the midst of great darkness arise and shine hallelujah and this is exactly what I hear the Holy Spirit saying that we are not to be overtaken with the darkness all around us. We understand. Eddie and I watch TV too. You can't hardly watch a program on television without foul language. You can't hardly watch it without the LGBT all or whatever those words are now that you get in there that is always being pushed on us. But you know what? It can't push but so far. It does not have to be adopted by us. And we have to stand in the midst of it all and say, this will have no effect on me. Do we lay a blind eye to it? No. Where do we take it? We take it to the only one who can do something about it. We take it to the Lord. Because he and he alone is able to take the king's heart in his hand and turn it whichever way he wants it turned. That's where it has to begin. And in that place, we trust and we obey. Notice the rest of this verse where it says, for your light has come. And I don't know when I started studying this, and I've been studying the word, teaching the word for over 40 years. But you know, sometimes a light will come on inside of you when something you have read for so many years. But I noticed in here that it said this, that your light has come. Now, you know, I'm not an English teacher, but I remember enough to know that has come is something that has already taken place.
place, okay? So it's a past participle is what I understand it to say. So that means the light has already come. It's not something we're looking to happen. It's something that has already happened. The light has already come. The light has already been put in you. That what you have right now, you may be waiting on God to do something in your life, but God is already saying to you that he's already put it down inside of you. You're not waiting on him. What he's doing is he's waiting on you to recognize what's down inside of you, okay? But then I looked up in Webster's Dictionary and it had this term that goes with the term has come, that it is the right moment to do something or have something to happen. Hallelujah. So I, when I read this, it's saying to me, arise and shine because it's time to do something because it's already happened that the light has come. <laughs> oh, mm, Lord, help them to hear it the way I hear it in my heart. So what this verse is saying to me is that at the right moment to do something or to have something to happen, I must act upon the glory of the Lord that has already been deposited inside of me. I have to arise. I have to shine because his light has come. Hallelujah. It's the perfect act of faith. It's the perfect act of faith that when I see it, I feel it, I act upon it. It's the act of faith. It's the restoration of the gifts of the spirit that need to be kindled in our lives. This is a Pentecostal church. Is it not, Pastor Tim? Is it not, Sister Joyce? Has it not always been a Pentecostal church? It was never a church that was anything other than Pentecostal. Am I correct? I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking this. Okay. It was founded upon the Pentecostal belief that the gifts of the Spirit are unto every believer. Am I correct? That's the way it is. And so what I'm believing in this day and time is what the Word of the Lord tells us is going to become the natural and I know that it's happening here because people are coming here looking for God. Over in 1 Corinthians in 14, I'm just going to jump there. They don't have this, but I'm just going to read it to you. In 14 and 25, it says when the unbeliever comes in the house, it says the secrets of the heart are going to be revealed. How's it going to be revealed through the gifts of the Holy Spirit moving in people that do not know anything about what's in the man's heart or the woman's heart or the teenager's heart? But somebody will come over just like uh, your youth leader, just like you said that man called you out and he began to speak over you. That was the gift of the Spirit that was in operation there. And it said things that you already knew God was wanting to do. But you say, how did he know? And that is when we look at the Scripture and it says, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly, truly among you. 
It's what people are looking for. It's what young people are looking for today. That's what elderly people are looking for today is a true move of God. They aren't looking for someone, a person that stands up and has to have the accolades poured upon them. It is no longer the time of the evangelist standing up and everybody following him from town to town anymore. What they're looking for is God and everybody around them. And this is when God is glorified in the body of Christ. When someone can come in and they can be distraught, they can be broken, they can be lost, and someone loves on them with the gift of hospitality. Somebody else comes behind them and begins to pray over them and begins to speak into their lives the things that they know that they may be going through through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then somebody else comes over there and begins to pray the prayer of salvation over them and then somebody else begins to move in a different way and and when that man or that woman leaves the service that day they can't say it came through this one it came through that one pastor tim look what pastor tim did today they'll say i don't know what happened to me today but all i can tell you is god was in that house and god met me there this is what god is talking about arising among us he's wanting the entire body of christ to rise up and shine and give God the glory for the gifts of God that are in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, but I I don't have those gifts inside of me. I'm here to tell you, sister and brother, today, if you're born again, God gave you gifts. He did not leave you out. Hallelujah. Sometimes we lay dormant on those gifts so long that we forget they're there. But God says they're deep inside of you and they are waiting for the opportunity to come forth in the name of Jesus. So I say to you today, when we read in the word that Jesus said, you will lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. In fact, in Mark, it tells us these things. He says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover that is the word of Jesus Christ himself he said these are the signs and he didn't say this is for the first of the church and it won't be that way when I come but he does ask us this question toward the end of the age he says when I return will I find faith will I find faith That faith has got to rise up inside of you. You got to know what God has deposited inside of you. You got to quit running from demons and start confronting them in your own life so that you're ready to help others get set free from the demons that are inside of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing that should scare you about being in the presence of someone that is under the influence of demonic spirits. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus didn't lie. He said unto us, you're going to find this, that in a day when sickness is running so rampant in our nation and in our world, pandemics threaten our lives and our normal culture. It's in this time the Lord says, rise up. Rise up. Do you know who was hurt the most by the shutdowns? It was the church. 
And do you know that we still have church people that are still not back in church because they're afraid they're going to catch something from one of us? I wish they would come back so they could catch something from one of us. I wish they could catch the anointing of the Holy Ghost that gives them the courage to step out and believe God. Hallelujah. They catching everything from fear to phobia. And I say this, the church that Jesus says he's coming back for is a glorious bride who has been adorned, who has made herself ready. I ain't never seen brides get so ready like they do today. They get their nails done. They get their toes done two and three days before that wedding. They'll have those eyelashes put on that look like they're going to close and they're just going to shut forever. They'll go to a professional to put on their makeup so when they smile, it won't crack on their face. They'll get somebody else to do their hair and they do all of these things. What are they preparing for? They're preparing. They're preparing for the groom. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus is telling us, I need you to be prepared. I need you to rise up and I need you to shine. I need you to shine because the glory of the Lord it ain't going to fall. It's going to rise up and out. Mm. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus. <laughs> mm. Jesus, how do, we, how do we rise up? How do we rise up? <sighs> I want to ask you, how do you get up out of that chair? I mean, how you get up out of that chair? You got to have a will to stand up, don't you, sister? That's right. You got to have a will to stand up. I didn't ask her to say that. Somebody in this house right now needs to hear this. The devil has been holding you down over some situations in your life. He's told you you're done. He's told you you're ineffective. He's told you your best days are behind you. And what you are going through is the end of your spiritual walk. But I'm here to tell you today, our sister just prophetically said it. You got to have the will to stand up. You got to know if you still got breath in your body, God is not finished with you. In that standing, you got to do this. You got to refuse to be held down. <laughs> our, two of our grandsons have followed in the way of our two sons. They love wrestling. I don't mean that worldwide stuff. I'm talking about the real deal. The high school wrestling, the college wrestling. But I'm telling you what, I love seeing that boy get on that mat when they show me the videos of it because I hadn't got to go to one uh, match yet this year. But when they go to hold him down, I'm telling you that boy has more moves on him. I'm thinking everything in my body would be broke, twisted. 
I can't tell you, but I'm just telling you, if you've ever seen one, they twist, they turn. How in the world they get out of some of the holes they are in, I do not know, but they do. And I've watched that boy look like, okay, he's fixing, they're fixing to do the one, two, three on him. And all of a sudden, he'll do a flip and turn, and before you know it, he's on top of that boy, that boy's down, and bam, and they throw his hand up in the air. He's one. He said to me the other day, he said, Mimi, I was just waiting for him to move his hand just a little bit. And when he moved that hand, I knew I could slip out from under his hole. Somebody in the house needs to hear this. The enemy's losing his grip on you right now. And what God has been trying to get you to rise up and do, it is high time right now for you to choose to not be held down. Gideon refused to give the food of his people to his enemy. He hid in the threshing floor out he threshed out where the lentils were and he said to himself I'm going to steal away enough so that my people will have food in the midst of it God called him out in the midst of all that and said you're going to be my ambassador I'm here to tell you you may be afraid to stand up again you may be afraid to stand up for the first time but as I heard what y'all were testifying to, not what somebody said over you, but what you heard and you gravitated to and you took that word for yourselves this weekend was God told me he was going to help me be bold. Do you know what it takes to be bold? The will to stand up. The will to make your voice be heard. The will to not care what someone else thinks about who you say you are. I want to tell you the beauty of getting old is you don't care anymore what people think. If 55 didn't do nothing else for me, it set me free. I could go to my mailbox without having to have makeup on. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Secondly, how do we, how do we arise and shine? We have to press on. That's easy enough to say. But the word of the Lord tells us in Psalms, he says, though a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. You got to have a determined heart. It doesn't matter what Joe and Jane and everyone else is doing. You're going to do what you've heard God say to you to do. Whether everybody else's marriage in your friend's circle gets a, a divorce or not, you got to make up your mind. Me and my wife, we're going to make it. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You got to make up your mind and you got to press into it. Hallelujah. Thirdly, don't give up on the prophetic word given to you. Youth pastor, your word is going to be challenged by the very enemy of your soul. Church, the word you just heard, when it was given, the enemy has already set an assignment to destroy that word in your life.
Every prophetic word, if anyone spoke over you, young people, if anyone has ever spoken over you in this congregation, and that word has not yet come to pass, it is because the enemy of your soul is trying to keep it from coming to pass. And it is up to you to either buy the lie or to step in and say, I will not give up on the word of the Lord in me. Amen. <laughs> I read this and this was around Christmas time and it came back to me when I was preparing this sermon on not giving up on the prophetic word. And it goes back to Luke 2 and our brother doesn't have it in there but you read it on your own time. It is when Simeon continually comes into the house of the Lord. But he says in those scriptures it said and it had been revealed to him Simeon by the Holy Spirit. Now this was before the Holy Ghost was given but he lived close enough to the Lord to where the, he knew the voice of the Holy Spirit before he was ever poured out upon man. But it says here he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law that he took him up in his arms blessed God and said Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation. We have no idea how many years that Simeon waited how many times he went into that temple waiting to see the Christ child. There's no telling what he witnessed around him in his country that he thought the Lord is not going to fulfill his promise. The Lord isn't going to do what he said he was going to do. But it said he continually went into that temple and he went into that temple to worship God but he also went into that temple waiting for the word of the Lord that had been given unto him to be fulfilled. And when he seen it, he was ready to say, okay, God, I'm ready to go home. Simeon had a key. And his key was he came by the Spirit to the temple. I want to ask you, what leads you? What leads you? Does Fox News lead you? Heaven knows I pray to God it ain't the government of this land that's leading you. Is that co-worker leading you? Is that spouse leading you? What's leading you? Simeon said he went as the Spirit led him. And where the Spirit led him was directly face to face with the word of the Lord that he had been banking on. For some time. Which brings me to my fourth point. We must. Be. Led. By the spirit. Because <laughs> the word of the Lord tells us in Romans 8 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. These are the sons of God. It's not a matter of what church they go to. It doesn't matter what kind of Jesus sticker they may have on their car, what kind of Jesus pin they may wear on their blouse or their shirt, no matter what they may say they are, unless they are led by the Spirit of God. That's 
why it's so important and so vital from the oldest person in this room all the way down to the youngest is that we are teaching by example how to walk in the spirit. That doesn't mean, just so y'all know, young people, just so you know, that don't mean we're walking down the street going, hoom, shop, bottle, laba, daba, do. It doesn't mean we're doing that. I'm not saying that the tongues and all of that doesn't get involved in it because there's a many a time I'm walking and praying in the spirit. There's times I'm parking a car and I'm praying in the spirit. There are a lot of times I'm shopping and I'm praying in the spirit. But I'm not doing it for man to see. I'm in conversation with my daddy. But this is what I know. You'll be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there to do exactly what he's called you to do. You'll be there. It may be that you walk up on that friend's house. You just felt drawn to go by there that day to see how they're doing. And in the midst of it, they are broken. And you're the one that God has sent that day to minister unto them. Being led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3. I think I do have this scripture for our brother. We are confident of all this. Because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. This is us. This is us. This is how we are to walk. This is how. We rise up. This is how we shine. And this is what that scripture in Isaiah goes back and says to us. And the Lord will arise upon you. Was it you said? I have the will to stand up. And when I take my will to stand up, he says, I will. I will arise upon you. This is why so many of God's people have been through so many different issues this past year. As you set your hearts on being intentional with the Lord as you set your heart on being closer to the Lord young people as you've come back enthused and you're determined you're gonna continue this walk with the Lord it's not gonna be a one-time experience but I'm gonna make this this is gonna be part of my daily life now I'm determined I'm going to do this in that place of intentionality (laughs) you're gonna have to let go of some selfishness You're going to have to let go of unforgiveness toward others. 
And you're going to have to let your faith in Christ rise up, rise up inside of you. Hmm. But you know what? That's exactly what he did with his disciples. He walked them through forgiveness. He walked them through their selfishness. I want to sit at your right hand. Those same ones when it was all said and done. Said, I'm not worthy. Not worthy. Why? Because they began to see how little they were and how great he was. (laughs) You know, I'm certain Simeon got so discouraged waiting on the Christ child. Kind of like Abraham. It said he never grumbled. He never lost faith. But don't you know there were times he wondered, is this baby ever going to get here? Don't you know that those times of discouragement came upon all of the patriarchs of faith? All of the matriarchs of faith. Don't you know it's come on all of us as well? Discouragement comes in. (laughs) But as I read to you, Webster says the term has come is that it is the right moment to do something or have something to happen. (laughs) Simeon knew when he saw Jesus, here is my moment. And the Lord shone greatly, powerfully upon him. Lastly, no, next to last, don't catch me saying I'm closing yet. Next, the Lord said, And the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. Church of the living God, I'm here to tell you, God's glory is wanting to be seen upon us. Moses' face would shine with the glory of the Lord. When? When he went into the tent of tabernacles, into the presence of God himself. It said his face shone so brightly that the people required him to put a veil on his face. I want to ask you, is there a difference in your countenance because of the presence of the Lord that is inside of you? Is your countenance warming? Is your countenance drawing? Or is your countenance pushing away? We want to sing the song. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, let it rise. But are you ready? To let it rise. It ain't going to do it because you're singing it. It's going to do it because you stand up. It's going to do it because you become bold. It's going to do it because he becomes the priority of your life instead of yourself. Mm. Mm. Paul told Timothy, And church people were giving him a fit because he was young. 
He turned to him and he says, you remember this, Timothy. The prophecies that were previously made concerning you, you're going to have to wage war. Wage war. The good warfare. You're going to have to fight for that word. You're not fighting God. You're fighting the enemy who's trying to steal that word from you. You got to fight it. I don't know about you in this house today, but there are words that have still been spoken over my life that have not yet been fulfilled. So when COVID tried to take me out in 2020, I reminded God there were still words that had not been fulfilled. I said, if you want to take me, you take me, but the enemy cannot take me until you have fulfilled your word in me. Now, I don't know what is left unfulfilled, but when I start talking about words spoken over you, if they were from God, they're immediately coming back to your mind right now. Because those words are yea and amen. They are eternal. They never leave you. They are always in the back of your mind. And I'm here to say to somebody in this house today, there are words spoken over you that God is saying to you today, I'm waiting on you to have the will to stand up. God's doing an awesome thing. We talk of it often at the conference office of what God is doing here in Laurenburg. People are talking, people are watching, and people are waiting to see what God is doing in this place. Your light that is being spread is coming not from yourselves, but from the glory of God. And I love Pastor Tim, and I love Miss Kim, and I love Miss Joyce, and I know what an awesome couple they have been throughout the years and the foundation that God has used them to lay in this place. But it was the Lord God Almighty inside of them that has done this great work, and it is going to be the Lord God Almighty that's going to continue to do it. But what they are looking for is for you not to expect them to do the work but that you come alongside of them and say this foundation is good this foundation is of God and I want to attach myself to the giftings of God in this house and I want to rise up and be part of the army of the Lord in this house and it says that when this happens the last part of that scripture in Isaiah says the Gentiles will come to your light the Gentiles are the unsaved the lost, the backslidden the heathens that are out there in the world they won't come because you walked up to them and said thus saith the word of God you better turn from your evil ways it will be the glory of the Lord the love of God that is inside of you that will cause them to draw to you and in that place it says they will come and when the day comes when the children of God walk in the power of the Spirit again, as God has ordained, the Gentiles, the lost, the nations of the world will come to the Lord and it will be with signs and it will be with wonders and those signs and wonders will be performed through the people that are just like you and I. It won't be this one and that one. It'll be you because God's gonna put you in a place where you are required to stand upon your will and do what God has placed inside of you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I hear the Lord in this house saying today, so what are the unfulfilled words in your life? What's holding you back? Because you can't get excited just about what God has done 
You can't get excited about what he's doing right now. You got to start saying, Lord, what are you going to do now in me? Praise you, Jesus. I ask you to stand to your feet in the house today. I've seen the workers, some of them in this house. I've seen the camaraderie, the oneness in this house. But I ain't seen it in all of you. And I'm here to tell you, if you're here, it's time to be part of. It's time for you to spend time with the Lord and determine if you have the will to stand. And if you don't, guess what? You're trying to ride on the coattails of somebody else's glory. And it'll never get you to heaven. You may be trying to ride on your yesterday of the things you did do. It's the, it's the cop-out of every senior citizen. I paid my dues. I've taught Sunday school. I've kept that nursery. I've done this. I've done that. I ushered for 45 years. Well, who told you to sit down? Who told you? Was it your body telling you? When did it begin to rule? Is it your mind? Is it the fact that you want to sleep later and not have to come to the house of God early enough to be here, to be a greeter? See, I can say this in this house. It's, easy, it's a whole lot easier to step in and say these things than it is in your own house. So, Pastor Tim, you can pay me later, okay? But I'm here to tell you an army, everybody has a position. In an army, everybody has a duty. And in an army, everybody's got to have the will to fight. So I'm asking today as Pastor Tim, Pastor Kim, and anyone else that you normally have worked these altars, I didn't leave my congregation of believers to come here to no avail. Somebody in this house needed this word today. And really the word didn't come as much from me and the Holy Spirit in me as it did from this little lady on the front row it said you have to have the will to stand I want to know who's so hurt in this house they've sat down who is so hurt in this house from a circumstance in your life that you've just sat down I'm not asking you to throw up your hand I'm asking you to come to an altar right now because the two things happen in hurt. You either drown in it or you rise above it. Who is, who is it here?
embarrassed because the majority of us have been hurt and had to rise above it ourselves. If you were here at this marriage retreat, you know I'm speaking from my own life. I'm lost without you. Y'all sang it. I'm desperate for you. No, you're not. Why'd you lie? If you're desperate for him, if you're in a place of hurting so bad, why do you stand? Then I ask you, those unfulfilled words, maybe this makes it easier. How many of you have prophetical words that have been spoken over your life? Look at this. Look at this. Just look around. Hold your hands up. Look. These are words from God. They weren't from a man or a woman. These were words from God. Have they been fulfilled? If they haven't, I ask you to come to this altar. You say, why? Because we're going to stir up. That's what the Bible says. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up the word that the Lord has spoken. Stir it up. Stir it up. How do you stir it up? You keep bringing it to your remembrance instead of waiting for God to bring you the answer in on a silver platter. You stir up what God is saying. Young lady, I'm going to tell you where you came from, your, your being timid, afraid, fearful, you're going to be a voice for God. God's going to turn all of this timidness into a platform for you to declare what God has done. He is going to take the very thing that has been hardest for you to overcome. He's going to take it and use it for a platform for you to declare the glory of God in your life. Young man, where'd he go? Check it, sure. There you are. When you were sharing your testimony up here, the Lord said to tell you, I don't know how you're going to minister one day, but God has a calling upon your life. The enemy likes to hide the call of God and make you feel like people don't like you, don't accept you, that you're all out here isolated, that nobody wants to be around you, that your voice isn't important, that all these things. He does that to people who are called of God. And you know why he does it? So you'll press in so that he is the one doing the work in you. God has a mighty work in your life. You keep allowing what God has spoken over you and over you to continue to blossom in your life. Give room for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to shine in you. The boldness you were looking for, it's there already. It always was. That's why you wanted it. Because you sense it. Whenever you would hear preacher girl, even when I've been preaching today, you've been paying close attention. And you know why? Because you see yourself doing the same thing. But you're going to have to wage war for that place. You understand what I'm saying? There's a song that says, come hell or high water. You're going to give and serve the Lord in the midst of that. 
That's what you're going to have to do. That's what every servant of God had to do. They had to fight the enemy of their soul in order to complete it. Tim, help me up. <laughs> oh, God. There are some things about getting old that just aren't good. But I'm here to say to this body right now, if you will take the time right now, we're going to come and lay hands on every one of you. And that God will start stirring up that prophetic word over you. Now, I know there is an appointed time for it. But this is what I've heard the Holy Spirit say. You've just hid it away. You've quit believing it's still going to come. And the Lord is saying, I still remember my word. He said it's easier for a jot and a tittle to pass away than his word. That means what he has said to you, he's paying more attention to that than if the sun rises tomorrow. I want to pray. And then we're going to release Father right now. Lift your hands up. Please. Sorry, I didn't mean to be demanding. Father, right now, through the years and through the time, as we have sought you in situations in our life, we have heard the voice of the Lord speak to us. We have heard it either in our own ear and in our own, our own spirit. Or either you have used a prophet or a prophetess of God to come and speak into us. Words that we knew were from you. And Father, we have waited. We have yearned for those things to come to pass in our life. And Lord, we have waited and we have waited and we have waited and we have waited and we have waited until the point, God, of letting things in life interfere with us warring with that word. So right now, Jesus, we say we remember God. We remember the word. And we grab hold of it again in this moment. And we say, we will not let go until we see it come to pass in our life. Right now, Jesus, we submit ourselves to you. We come into your temple. Into your presence. And we say right now, Holy Spirit, release your prophetical word over us. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. While we pray, I'm going to invite and ask our elders that are present, if you're able, to come down and join us in praying over these folks today as we just wait on the word of the Lord and we pray over these people. I believe God is already unlocking and releasing things today by his Holy Spirit. So if you need to leave, please leave quietly and reverently because we're waiting to watch God give birth in some things up here.